Okay, so we left off uh, last week. We were up to the Bar Hashem Olam. Let me go ahead and pull that up for you. So we finished all of the Halalukas, and we're up to this paragraph over here. So this is the uh, the paragraph that we say. Uh, it's a one, two. It's four psukim which uh, which we say uh, in between the Halalukas, and then we get to the part where we go ahead and we uh, we stand up. So. There's some interesting things about uh, about this particular uh, paragraph, the short little collection of, of Sukkim. And Rav Yaakov Emden, so he writes as follows. He explains as follows. He says, um, he says, Acharzeh, meaning after we say all of the Halukas, Omrim Pasuk Baruch. So we say this first Pasuk of Baruch. What's the significance of that? Shehu siyum sefer shlishi shebet so as we mentioned, Sefer Tehillim can be divided up into five books, five books of Tehillim corresponding to the five books of, uh, of the Torah. And this Pasuk ends what would be the third book, the middle book of Tehillim. V'hu ke'en, this is the, the interesting thing, bracha l'achar p'suket zimra. And it's sort of like a bracha which is said after p'suket zimra. Now, the truth is, depending on how far we get tonight, so Yishtabach is actually the bracha that concludes Sukkot Zimra. But at some point, this was introduced to be some sort of like uh, the Sukkot Zimra within Sukkot Zimra. So if you remember, Ashrei is really the main component of Sukkot Zimra. The Halalukas sort of run a, a second position uh, to that. And then this Baruch Hashem Lola Mamein Ramein is a conclusion of that section, of the Ashrei Haluka section. So that's why we say, Baruch Hashem Lolam, Amen V'Amen. We begin with the, bar, with the word Baruch, and we end with Amen, because it's sort of like a Baruch HaKrona. Then we have the next Pasuk, that Hashem is blessed from Tzion, uh, and He dwells in Yerushalayim, who dwells in Yerushalayim. So he says, So he says, this is similar to the fact that Hashem, uh, his, his honored name, should be, uh, should be blessed forever and ever. Which we had recently, meaning like a month ago, in Dachyomi, there, this is that in the Beis Hamitash, he never actually answered Amen to a bracha. Rather than saying Amen, so they responded, Baruch Shem Kavod. So we go ahead and we throw the second Baruch, baruch in order to uh, be an expression of that. And then we go ahead and we elaborate on that idea a, a little bit more. And therefore we go ahead and we say, so this is a more elaborate idea of expressing that we are blessing Hashem, who performs all sorts of all sorts of wonders, and which happens to also be the end of the second sefer of Tehillim, and then uh, and then finally we go ahead and we conclude, which is the very next pasuk, anyways, and we say, and this is also very similar to Baruch Shem, is Uvaruch Shem Kvodol Olam. So he says, So we go ahead and we conclude with, uh, with, with that idea. So that is uh, idea number one. And then, 
Right. And this is, uh, so that is uh, the, uh, the, uh, the psukim and why we say this, Baruch Hashem Lo. Okay. Now, at this point, we go ahead and we switch, we change gears, and we go into a different topic. So here you see, we have the Yavarech David, just to give like an overview, the GPS of where we're going over here. So we have this paragraph of Vayavarech, which really ends, as you can see, it ends L'Shem Tifartecha. So the first part is a, uh, is a number of psukim. What do they put in here? They don't put anything. Okay, so you have this set of psukim. Then you have Atahu Hashem Levadecha is another set of psukim which goes all the way till uh, Bamai Mazim. Then we have the introduction to Az Yashir Vayosha Hashem. Then we have Az Yashir, and then we have the conclusion with Yishtabach. Okay, so this section over here. So now let's go to the beginning over here. So the first thing that we have is the, the tour. So the tour says, he explains as far as this is concerned. He says, So the reading of this section of the Siddur, it goes back to the time of the Gaonim. So the time of the Gaonim is that era in between the conclusion of the Gemara and the beginning of the Rishonim. So you have about the, the five, 400 years or so of that, of that time. So the Gonim said, So that's this passage over here, Vayivarach David es Hashem. Uh, over here. Uh, until, uh, So it concludes over here. And then, Which comes from And then we go ahead and V'yavarchu Shem Kivodecha Ad Shiras Hayam. And then we go ahead and we read, and we don't actually start from there, but we go and we say, uh, we begin from a different pasuk, but it's uh, it's Psukim in, in Sefer Nechemia, and then, which is over here, and then we go into Shiras Hayam. And he says, V'hatam, now he says, the reason for this is, why do we read these Psukim all the way, beginning with Vayivarch David all the way through? So he says, it's fascinating. He says, Because the 15 praises that we have, the, sorry, the 15 synonyms that we have for praise of God, which are found in Yishtabach. So the Mechilta, one of the halacha, the, the Midrashim and Sefer Shmos, so they go ahead in Darshan, meaning that they connect those 15 phrases are, that are found in Yishtabach uh, from the Az Yashir, and the Psukim of Vayivarch David. Now, this is something which I spent a lot of time today actually trying to figure this out. So if you look in Yishtabach over here, you have it on the screen. So we say, beginning with uh, over here, so this highlighted section. So you have Shir Ushvacha Halel Vizira Oz, so you have 15 phrases over here, and theoretically, you should be able to find hints to these 15 phrases in the Psukim of Ayavarach David all the way through Az Yashir. I went through a number of them. I had written down already from some previous time, I'm not sure exactly where, uh, some of these are found, but if you look, I can't do both screens at the same time. Um, probably could figure out some way to do that, but I didn't. Uh, 
So you have over here, for example, you have the word. Um, you have the word, let's say, Baruch over here is one of those words. You have Gedula, you have Gevura, you have Tiferes, you have Netzach, you have Modim. So you have a number of these words at Umahalalin. So a number of these words actually do appear. I wasn't able to trace all of them. What's interesting about not being able to trace all of them, what I found was that there, this is uh, there. This is something which the number fifteen. I couldn't find the medrash either, so I was looking for the medrash, which I thought would have like a nice two columns showing the uh, the parallel between the two. I couldn't even find the medrash that they were referring to. But the Berhetev, he has an interesting thing to say about this, and he says the Berhetev. This is at the beginning of Simon Nun Gimel. He goes ahead and he writes. Um, Sup, 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 sup. Um, he goes ahead and writes that. Where did it go? Um, oh, yeah. He says that. Um, he says that there's 15. He mentions that. Um, that the 15 phrases. That there are in Yishtabach from Shir Ushvacha. So he says, Ad meata, uh, ad So these 15 phrases, their opinions which say, Yomer Benishim Achas, they should be said in a single breath. Now, what's fascinating about that is we actually mentioned that today uh, in Dafyomi, where we talked about in saying something in one breath. In the, in the, if you remember, in the Megillah, we read the names of the sons of Haman in a single breath. And the reason why we go ahead and we do so is to go ahead and say that they all died at the same time. So as a way of, in a sense, not trying to waste a breath on them. So we go ahead and we read all of that in, uh, in, uh, in one breath. Over here, there's this opinion which says that you should also read the 15 phrases of Hashem, of Yishtabach, also in one breath. Now, we don't pass in that way. But he mentions from the uh, from the uh, the uh, the Magen Avram, the the uh, the Shla and the Magen Avram, that as far as they're concerned, they only count up thirteen, rather than fifteen. So the question is back down here in Yishtabach. So which ones are actually not going to be counted as part of the thirteen? And that's also part of this mystery, which I haven't been able to uh, to uh, to decipher fully. But this is something which is which is out there, and the. And the Shulchan uh, Acharav. No, this is not it. So the Shulchan Acharav. So when he goes at and he mentions this idea. Um, actually, not going up there yet. They uh, they say that that being that this is 
Um, yeah. So, uh, so the, the 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 parallel between the two, whether there's fifteen or whether there are uh, are thirteen, is something which is an interesting uh, exploration to uh, to go through and draw them. But we're, we've seen this a number of times already. How there are parallels. Which are uh, which are, are themes, even as far as numbers are concerned, which find expression throughout uh, the uh, the Pesukim Zimra. So here, what we're saying is, is that towards the end of Pesukim Zimra, this section from the Yivarch David all the way through the end of Az Yashir. So this is somehow an introduction or a parallel parallel to the uh, to the uh, the, pra- the the praises, the number of praises which we're going to find in Yishtabach. Now. Um, Ellen had asked about this uh, last week or the week before. So there is a question is, when are we supposed to stand? When do we stand and when do we sit for, uh, during, uh, during Pesukit Zimra? So I said at the time when, uh, when, when Ellen had raised that issue, so I said that really what we do is we sit for Pesukit Zimra. The exception though is, is that the bracha we say at the beginning and the end, Baruch Shamar Nishtabach, we stand for the bracha. That's something which, uh, which I saw brought down explicitly that uh, they, they bring down in a safe I have called the Chaim Moshe. So he says that um, this is something that the Shulchan Aruch mentions in similar, sorry, not the Shulchan Aruch, the Ramah mentions that Vinagu Lamor Kishomri Baruch Shamar and Yishtabach. So he mentions that we stand up for Baruch Shamar and Yishtabach. I actually skipped the word in the middle of there, but I'll get back to that in a second. So why do we stand for Baruch Shamar and Yishtabach? Because when we give thanks to Hashem for whatever it is that's going on, so there are authorities who say that we stand up when we say those brachas of thanksgiving. So since Baruch Shammah and Yishtabach are brachas of thanksgiving, we go ahead and we stand. And then the Ramah also added in, V'nagu lamo kishomim Baruch Shammah David and Yishtabach. So he says that the Ramah actually adds in that we stand up specifically when we say the section of Vayivarch David. So this section over here, so that would go just what you have over here. Now our Minog, I think what most people do is we stand from Vayivarch David all the way through Yishtabach, Chatzik Kaddish, and Borchu. But what's brought down in the Ramah is only it's to stand up only for Vayivarch David, then really you could sit down for the remainder and then get up again by Yishtabach. That would be the uh, the minog that the Ramah goes ahead and, and mentions. Those things uh, specifically. And, um, right, and, right. So that is what's brought down. And, some people say, and this is where you have from the uh, the uh, the So he goes ahead and he adds an interesting thing that not only for this. So this part, Vayivarch David is going to be uh, set, is going to be said while standing, because as we mentioned, as as you can see, that this is also. Uh, if you look at the beginning over here, we'll talk a little bit about the history of it in a moment. But you see over here, it says Vayivarch David es Hashem. David went ahead and gave a ble- uh, blessed God. In the eyes, meaning in front of the entire assembled nation, 
Vayomer David, in what was it that David said? And I'm sure most of you have paid attention to the fact that David, in both of these two instances, has a Yud, which normally it doesn't. We're not going to discuss that now, but just take note of the fact that there's a Yud there. And he says, Baruch Hashem Elokei Yisrael Avinu Me'olam Varolam. So this is the before the before brachos were actually formulated and composed and drafted by Chazal, so David Amelch, in a certain way, was the first one to compose language of a bracha. And he says, Baruch Hashem, rather than Elokeinu Melch Olam, he says, Elokei Yisrael Avinu. But it has essentially all of the same components of Hashem, Elokeinu, Melech Olam, rather than Melech, we refer to him as Avinu, Me'olam Olam forever and ever. So this paragraph is itself a bracha which was recited by David HaMelech. And being that we said that there's this idea to go ahead and stand when reciting a bracha, a bracha of thanksgiving to Hashem. So it makes sense that since this and all these sukkim all the way to the end of the paragraph are all part of David HaMelech's bracha, so it makes sense that we would stand up for this. Actually, let me give you the history before we get to the Shulchan HaKarav. So uh, what was what was going on over here in these uh, these psukim? So this is from uh, di- these are psukim from Divrei Yamim. So in the Nesiv Bina, which I said is at the very uh, sort of academic work, uh, the five volume academic work on the Siddur. So he says, he says Zera Perik Shabo Moser David Cholakahal Uloshomo Beno. What was going on over here in this chapter of Divrei Yamim that that we take this excerpt from? Is Davar Melech, he went ahead and he gave to Klau Yisrael, Ula Shlomo Beno, and to his son Shlomo, the one who would actually build the Beis Amikdash, Eskola Otsros Sha'asaf, all of the treasure, uh, treasury items which he had gathered together, all of the silver and the copper and the gold and all of that, the Hechin the Binyan Habayas, and that he had set aside or designated for the building of the Beis Amikdash. So just like nowadays, so uh, you hear this a lot at the end of the year that you make your uh, your uh, your uh, your uh, end of life gift giving and stuff like that. That you want to your estate planning. So you want to go ahead and include all sorts of different organizations in that that they should have uh, some legacy which is going to be ongoing. So David Amelch did the same thing. So he knew that he was not allowed to go ahead and build the base of himself, but as much as he could possibly do, he was going to participate. So he purchased the land, we know, and he went ahead and got together, gathered together all of the raw materials, which would eventually be used for the construction of the Beis HaMikdash. So as he's standing there and pointing to all of the various uh, materials which he has, which he's uh, giving to the uh, Tekai Yisrael and to Shlomo, Shlomo to build the Beis HaMikdash. So he says, uh, so he was expressing thanks that he was giving something to honor Hashem, which are going to go towards the construction of the Beis Amitosh, which itself is going to give honor to God. So David Amalek found this uh, an opportunity to go ahead and express his profound appreciation to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who is the source of all wealth and the source of everything which exists, and to give thanks to Hashem for entrusting David HaMelech to be the messenger who's going to go ahead and donate the materials for the Beis HaMikdosh. 
And that's why he says an important part of this is that this phrase, so Osha, we know that refers to wealth, riches. So in the English, it says, the riches and honor come from you. So at the moment that Dovin Amalekh is making this, this tremendous donation to the Beis Amitush, towards the construction of the Beis Amitush, he acknowledges that Kash Baruch Hu is the source of all wealth and all honor. The we, uh, at the time that we're giving thanks to Hashem, we also acknowledge the weakness of our existence and the weakness of our mental capacity. And we acknowledge that everything that we have is Hashem's. And that's why we say here also, we say in the previous Pasuk, right? It says, Hashem To you, Hashem, is greatness, the might, batiferes, v'anetzach, v'ahod, the glory, the victory, and the beauty, kichoba shamayim of aretz, because everything which exists in the heavens and the earth, l'cha Hashem, that's all because of you, l'cha Hashem ha-mamachava, misaseh l'chol so you, Hashem, the kingdom, and yours uplifted supreme over all of the rulers. So all of that is part of what Dabr HaMelech was trying to express at this time, this profound appreciation to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and therefore, we, and it concludes, And now, our God, we give thanks to you and praise your glorious name. So this is ultimately what compelled David HaMelech to go ahead and express this, uh, this sentiment at this particular point, when he felt so privileged to be able to donate and be able to give to Shomu HaMelech and to give to Klai Yisrael what they're going to need to build the Beis HaMikdash, that was the auspicious time for him to go ahead and say this bracha, to formulate the wording of this bracha. And we do the same thing at this, at this time. So this is seen as one of the ideal forms of prayer or the ideal forms of bracha, which we say. So being that this paragraph really represents a bracha, so that's why we stand for this paragraph. Then comes along the Arizal, which the Shulchan Arav quotes. And he says that the Yesh Mosifin, he says, this is in Simon Nun Aleph, Sif Yud Aleph, Nun Aleph Yud Aleph, 5111. He says, Some people go ahead and they stand a little bit beyond the paragraph of a Yavarach David, and they stand for the, uh, the next opening phrase, which is, it's part of the next opening phrase. Uh, where'd it go? Here. Atahu Hashem HaElokim. Right? That you're going to stand all the way through the recitation of this phrase. So what's significant about the phrase, Atahu Hashem HaElokim, you are Hashem our God. So if you look at the Rashi Tevos, also related to uh, last week's Parsha, if you look at the first letter of these four words, you have an Aleph, a He, a Yud, and a He. So this is what the, uh, the, the name of Hashem, when, when Moshe Rabbeinu asked God, how am I going to tell Klai Yisrael, how am I going to prove to them that I'm your, your messenger? So he said, I will be what, who I will be. And then he went ahead and he just said, once, the Gemara talks about the, that, I think the Gemara and Sota. But here, the Rashi Tevas of this word, Aleph, Hey, Yud, Hey, is also one of the names of God. So since this is one of the name of God, so then uh, P 
people would stay, remain standing in order to go ahead and say God's name at this point. And then he says, And it used to be that at that point, people would sit down. So they didn't remain standing for Az Yashir, for uh, the Vayosha or Az Yashir. They would sit down and then, uh, right. So then they would go ahead and they would sit for the remainder until Yishtabach. Okay, so that is as far as that is, is concerned. Now, another thing which they, uh, they point out um, in, so as you said, depending on which sitter you use, sometimes it is clearly delineated, sometimes it is not. But over here we have the Atahu Hashem Levadecha. He says, that part of what happens over here in this section, we're going to highlight the whole section because it's all part of the same uh, the same sukkim in the chemia, all the way through here. So we have going on over here is that uh, yeah, he says so this section is giving, uh, is blessing the honor of Hashem al bechiras Avram Avinu for having chose Avram Avinu. So our existence as a nation, so obviously we know that it stems back from Avram Avinu and Sarimein going ahead and dedicating themselves to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and to, and to, uh, and to uh, uh, promoting monotheism, the fact that there's a single God who's the creator of the heavens and the earth. So that's why we have over here, and that's right after that phrase we just mentioned, that's without the hay, because he was still Avram at that point. And you took him from Urkastim, and then you went ahead and you assigned him the name of Avraham. And then we also say, and this is why it's a good segue to the next section, we say, and we also acknowledge the fact that Gosh took us out uh, from Mitzrayim, like we have over here. But Teres es oni avoseinu So you heard, you saw our afflictions that are the afflictions that our ancestors endured in Mitzrayim, and their cries you heard on Yamsuf. And therefore you give, and we go ahead and we mention things related to Yetzirah Mitzrayim and Kriyas Yamsuf, which obviously is the theme of the next section of Vayosha Hashem and Az Yashir, that clearly focuses on, uh, on, uh, on, uh, on Kriyas Yamsuf. So all of this is going ahead and, and doing so. All uh, right. So that is why we go ahead and we, uh, we, we say that. Now there is... A, something which is important to uh, to know, which I think people are somewhat aware of it, but we're going to go ahead and we're going to emphasize it uh, more strongly. So when you go ahead and you look in the uh, uh, in, in many sedorim, uh, and I'm sure that there's most people who doubt look at the zimra that uh, this is what they do. We say uh, we read atahu Hashem alok atahu Hashem alokim that sounds familiar? Hopefully that sounds familiar, yes. Okay, now the truth is, and you can see it here, because the colon, like a colon after the word mishtachavim over here, that colon, that represents the end of a pasuk. And the colon by Avram represents the end of a pasuk. So when we say, 
you'll notice there's no colon over there. And the colon doesn't appear until, I don't know why over here they start going into periods, but we say Lizaro, this period over here is really where the end of the Pasuk is. So he says, so in these, uh, in these, uh, these, um, uh, in the Sefer called Lukute Maharif, which we've used a number of times. So he, he asked the question, he says, What are we doing stopping in the middle of a Pasuk over there? Why is it common that that's where we go ahead and pause? And he says, Vai Magen Avram. Magen Avram wonders, now this is something which we don't really do. Now, but what they say is that at this point, and that's why so many theorem have like a paragraph break in the middle over here, is because it used to be that on days where there was a bris mila in shul, when there's going to be a bris mila after davening, so they went ahead and they said they had a special um, addition, a special paragraph which they would add, right at this point, right before Vacharos Imo Habris, right, which translates as, and you made the covenant with him. So being that that, that phrase references bris milah, the covenant in bris milah. So on a day where there would be a bris milah in Shul, they would go ahead and they would interrupt in the middle of the Pasuk, and they would add that particular paragraph. And depending on which Siddur you use, sometimes you'll see a reference to that, that on days that there's a bris, that there's a paragraph that you could find at the end of the Siddur or something like that. But the Magad of Ram wonders about that practice, about interrupting in the middle of a Pasuk in order to add something, covered the bris mila. And he says, <speaking in Hebrew> that in the, on the day that there's a bris mila, we go ahead and we divide up the Pasuk. We know the rule is, <speaking in Hebrew> that we're not allowed to go ahead and break down Psukim other than the way they appear in Tanakh. We can't go ahead and, and decide to break a pasuk down somewhere other than where Moshe Rabbeinu did. This is obviously this is from Nach. This is not from uh, from uh, from the Torah. <clears throat> but we don't go ahead and start breaking down psukim artificially because it's convenient for us or something like that. And he so the the Lukute Marich says I don't understand. Every day we go ahead and we stop and we say. And then we wait for the chazan. And then the chazan, when he says that, we say, as if we're beginning to be a, a new paragraph or a new pasuk. But the truth is, we're in the middle of it. And he says that, uh, right, so he wonders about the, that. And there isn't really a good answer as to why Sidurim go ahead and continue to break it down at that point. And they don't make a mention of the fact that stopping at the words, umatsasa, is stopping in the middle of a pasuk. It's really inappropriate to go ahead and, and do so. So if you remember, you'll try and stop the, the pasuk in the uh, the correct place. But this is something which you find that the, that post can go ahead and mention that it doesn't, uh, it, it, we don't really have a good explanation as to why we would go ahead and we would interrupt specifically at, the, at this point. Okay, so that is, as far as that is concerned, then the next thing which we have is this Vayosha. So this is, these are the, uh, the, uh, the two psokim. You can see again by the colons over here. So these are two psokim which are used to introduce Az Yashir. And they capture expressions of, uh, of, uh, 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 of also uh, what was going, the, the quick history of what was going on before they sang the song. 
So Hashem goes out and saves the Jewish people on that day from Mitzrayim. And they see all the Egyptians dead by the, uh, by the, uh, the shores of the sea. They see Hashem's great hand, which uh, with all the wonders and the miracles that Hashem did, and they feared God, and they believed in Hashem and Moshe, his servant. So the Lukute Marich says over here that... Um, yeah. So there's an interesting history to uh, to uh, this introduction of the, the saying of Az Yashir altogether, and he says that that he, he, he that the, the Rokeach holds Shemitchila Lo Hayu Omrim Shiras Hayam. So in early editions of the Siddur, probably going back to the time of the Gaonim and whatnot, so Az Yashir was not part of davening. That was something which is a later addition to the Siddur. We take it for granted because it appears on the page of our Siddurim, but historically, this is something which was added later on. And not only that, he says, if you look in the Rambam, he says, he writes, some people go ahead after the Halukas and the Baruch Hashem Laolam. Some people go ahead and they say, Az Yashir. I'll get a hold of this. In some people, rather than, rather than saying as Yashir, they go ahead and read the Shira, they read the beginning of Parshas Ha'azinu. So everybody seems to be in agreement from the Rambam's perspective that at this juncture in Sukkot Zimra, the end of Sukkot Zimra, should contain some sort of Shira. And the question is, is it Shira's Hayam? Is it the song that Kal Yisrael sang after Kriyas Yamsuf? Or is it the song that Moshe Rabbeinu went ahead and taught Kal Yisrael at the end of the Torah in Parshas Hazinu? Then he says, Some people go ahead and, I guess they're quick daveners, they go ahead and they say both shiras. They say, I don't know what the order would necessarily be, but they would go ahead and they would say Az Yashir as well as Parshas Hazinu. And he says, But, but he says that even though there used to be these different practices, nowadays, common practice in Klai Yisrael is everybody says Az Yashir. And I don't know if you'll find the Siddur anymore, which has, in place of Az Yashir, has Ha'azinu. And this is, uh, this is what you find in all, subsequent, uh, in all subsequent sources, is to go ahead and to, uh, to, uh, to read that. So now, what's the significance? Why do, I go, why do we go out of our way to, uh, to uh, read Az Yashir. What's the significance of that? So here I have, the Lekutei Marich has a much longer quote from the Zohar, but will suffice with this simple uh, translation. And that is, he says, uh, the Zohar says in Hebrew translation, that kol adam sh'omer shirazu b'chol yom, anybody who goes ahead and reads Az Yashir every day, so umechavin ba, and they have good kavana for the, uh, the good concentration and understanding of this, um, the, the uh, expressions and description of Hashem's power and his love for Kal Yisrael. So, Zohar Omra Bolam Haba. So that person will merit to continue singing that song to Hashem, even in Olam Haba. So if you want to be part of the choir in Olam Haba, so apparently the way that you secure your, your position in the choir in Olam Haba is going to be by making sure to say Az Yashir each and every day. 
because you have references both to this world as well as the world to come. And it has elements of emuna, belief in God, as well as allusions to the coming of Mashiach, of the era of Mashiach. So since this contains so many fundamental elements to it, so that's why we go ahead and we uh, we try and make an effort to say Az Yashir on, uh, on a daily basis. This czar, by the way, putting aside all issues of, of uh, saying things in order, and whether or not if you had to rush because you were running behind or you come to show late that you had to skip some things. So this idea, the fulfillment of this czar, does, seemingly does not mandate that you say Az Yashir right before Yishtabach. This idea of making sure to say Az Yashir on a daily basis, this seemingly can be fulfilled even if you miss Az Yashir part of Pesuket Zimra because you are rushing to catch up, you should be able to say Az Yashir after davening. And that way you still fulfill this idea of saying it on a daily basis to earn your spot in the choir in, uh, in Shemayim uh, in, uh, in Olam Haba. So that's something which is uh, an important thing to, uh, to keep in mind as, uh, as well. Then, um, okay, now, then you have uh, Az Yashir. Az Yashir, as we know, is just this Shira, which we say following, uh, that Klai Yisrael said, following the Kriyas Yamsu. And now, at the end, so really, Az Yashir ends right over here. Right? When we read it in the Torah, or when we go ahead and uh, you, uh, you have a sitter, which is, uh, which is clear. So it ends at Hashem Yimoch Li'olam Bo'er. Now we mentioned that many times in order to emphasize the end of something, we go ahead and we repeat a Pasuk. So here also at the end of Az Yashir, we repeat the Pasuk Hashem Yimoch Li'olam Bo'er, and we say it twice to indicate that we are done. Now all of the rest of this stuff uh, is something, the fact that the next phrase, Hashem Achusei Ka'im Li'olam Ulmei Omaya, this is actually the Aramaic translation. This is the Unkelis translation of the Pasuk, Hashem Yimloch Li'olam Bo'ed. So we go ahead and we throw that sort of like a Shnai Mikra Vechad Targum type of thing, that we read the Pasuk twice, and we have the Aramaic translation of it. And then we have this Pasuk over here, which also is controversial, in term, controversial not whether it should be said or not, although there are, there are those who, uh, who don't say it, but this is something which was definitely added in layer, later, and it's a whole discussion, which uh, we're not going to uh, to do now, because I really want to focus on the end over here, where we say, So this is part of our, uh, we remember from the Gemara in, in, uh, in Psachim, that this Pasuk, which says, On that day, that Hashem will be one and his name will be one. So the Gemara Psachim asks, What do you mean that on that day God will be one? Does that mean nowadays he's not one? How could you say only on that day, on some future day, Hashem will be one and his name will be one, thereby implying that maybe today there are two gods or three gods or four gods, something along those lines. So the Gemara says, no, we're not talking about the fact that there's possibly more than one God. But really, the emphasis is the fact that in this world, in our Olam Haza existence, so there are two modes. There's 
Dayan Emes, there's a bracha we say upon bad things happening. And then there is Hatova Metiv, the fact that God is good and does good. So nowadays we see a God is one, but we see a duality to it because sometimes we like decisions that she makes and sometimes we're unhappy with his decisions. But Bayomahu in the future era, so Kulu Hatova Metiv. Everything which is going to happen will be immediately understood and discerned as something which is good and something which is positive. So here we have, at the end of here, we have this idea of a reference to the future era when, when we in the entire world, as we're going to see in a moment, are going to see God as Echad. There'll be a recognition of God universally. So here at the beginning of this, so we have an interesting thing. In this Pasuk, the first Pasuk of this, it says, Ki Lashem Hamalucha Umoshe Bagoyim. So to Hashem, the, the translation is, uh, well, it's really far, uh, it's really running far behind. But it says, For the kingship is Hashem's, and he rules over nations. So you have kingship and rules. The Hebrew is, you have, where did I go? Ki Lashem Hamalucha Umoshe Bagoyim. So you have two synonyms in this Pasuk over here. You have Malchus, that's Malucha, and you have Memshala is dominion or control. So the Grah famously says that the difference between a Melech and a Moshe, we know that in, in Lashon Kodesh, there are no true synonyms. So every time you see something which looks like two synonyms, there's always going to be a nuanced difference between them. So what's the difference between a Melech and a Moshe? A king is somebody that the nation willingly accepts as their leader. They voluntarily want that person to serve as their king, and nobody is forcing or compelling them to accept this person as their king, sort of like our president. And out of honor and respect, they choose willingly that that person will be their king. However, Umoshel, what does it mean to be a, a ruler? That's when somebody goes out and appoints himself to be in charge and without the agreement of anybody else. Uh, Castro would probably be a good example of a Moshe. Nobody asked Castro to go ahead and take over Cuba. He decided on his own that he was going to exercise his might and power, and he's going to take over. So he would be a typical Moshe, somebody who by force puts himself in charge of everybody else. So he went ahead and exercised his power and forced everybody else to go ahead and serve him. So now that we know that a Melech is willing and a Moshel is somebody who rules by force. So now let's look at this highlighted Pasuk. Hashem actually has Melucha, meaning as far as his relationship with Klai Yisrael, he is our Melech, because we accept God's rule and dominion willingly and voluntarily. But currently, the other nations of the world, even if they go ahead and accept God, is being done against their will because they don't really want to accept God's dominion, so they try and reject it to the degree that they can, and they refuse to acknowledge it. But what's going to happen in the future? That when the Savior is going to come to Hartzion, and he's going to exercise judgment over the mountain of Esau, 
then Vaisal Hashem Hamlucha. At that point, the entire world, Jewish and non-Jewish, is going to accept the Kaddish Baruch Hu as the Melech. So we transition between the previous Pasuk when there is Melech and Memshalah. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is a Melech as well as a Moshel, depending on who we're talking about, the Jews or the non-Jews. But in the future era, then Hashem is going to be the Melech over everything. And that's what we emphasize in the next Pasuk, that at that point, He's going to be the Melech over the entire land, at that day, he's going to be one and his name is going to be one. So here we have the, the culmination of Az Yashir and really the culmination of Sukkot Zimra is with this very forward focus, forward era focused uh, um, um, gaze as we're looking towards the future era where HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not only going to be the Melech, which we, the Jewish people, recognize, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to be the Melech, the accepted king by the entire world, or all of the nations of the world. Everybody's going to recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu as their Melech, and they will subject themselves to, uh, to, his, uh, to his authority. And that's how we end up, Sukkot Zimra, with their very forward-focused idea. And then next week, in Mirza Hashem, so we'll go ahead and we'll explore Yishtabach, and then we'll begin with the, uh, the Birchas Kriyashma, Mirza Hashem. Rabbi Sheffel, yes. can I ask you, so Bayom HaHu, is that the time of Mashiach? Is that yes. what Bayom HaHu is? Okay. Yeah. Thank you. No problem. All right. Thank you, Rabbi. All right. To all the best, everybody. Stay healthy. Stay Thank safe. You. Thank you. Thank you. you too. And we will see you. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.